What the Actual Fork podcast is co-hosted by two intuitive eating registered dietitians, yours truly, Sammy Previtt, owner of Fine Food Freedom, and Jenna Warner, owner of Happy Strong Healthy. We can't stand diet culture bullshit and love keeping it real. Our mission is for all humans to believe that they are made for so much more than chasing a smaller body. We are also here to share with you that food can be fun and pleasurable again. Although we are medical professionals, we are human too. We are not afraid to share our deepest, darkest secrets and how years of our lives were taken by diet culture. We started this podcast so no human has to feel alone in their journey towards food freedom. So get comfy and join us for a casual convo where you can expect to laugh, cry, learn, and grow. Welcome back to another episode of What the Actual Fork podcast. We have a solo hosted podcast today. Sammy here, um, and I am actually so excited for today's uh, episode. I'm going to be missing Jenna dearly through it. Um, but I am going to have a guest joining me. I'm going to have, uh, one of my favorite humans. Her name is Katie Hopkins. And and she was one of our clients at fine food freedom. I had the honor of leading, um, one of our group coaching programs that Katie was a part of, and I got to support her not only through her months of group coaching, but then she did some continued support as well. Um, As she mentions in this episode, she's also working with our colleague, Brianna Campos. Um, Many of you may know her as Body Image with Brie on Instagram. So, you know, when we're recording this podcast today, Katie, um, although she is a past client of mine, she is such an expert of her own body and and her experience with intuitive eating and, and body image is just amazing to see how much she has done and and where she's at today versus what we're going to be talking about today, which is drum roll, please. Noom. Yes, we are talking about Noom today. And this idea was brought up by Katie to me when we were talking about just kind of where she was, um, you know, when she was wrapping up programming and she would share with me, which she'll share in this episode. I don't want to give too much away, but how Noom was the last diet that she was on before coming to find food freedom. And I think that it's just so important to share true stories that our clients have and and their life experiences and their lived experiences. Because I think as a listener, you can probably relate to this. And we get asked all the time, what do you think about Noom? What do you think about Noom? What do you think about Noom? And our DMs. And now I'm just so thankful that we're going to have this episode of the podcast to just say, go listen to this podcast. And that's what I think about Noom. And it's funny, I have Noom's website pulled up here. Um, So here's what they stand for. Helping people everywhere lead healthier lives through behavior change. Noom is a mission-driven technology company technology company. Let's, let's remember that's what they are. A technology company dedicated to building a healthier world. Our core products combine technology with human empathy to empower personal change. And these principles are reflected throughout our entire company. Now I want to just kind of put as a disclaimer, right? This is just our personal opinion. So use this as informational and educational purposes only. Um, but, uh, 
no, Noom, you're a fucking diet. Let's just cut to the chase. And we're going to talk about that all day today on this episode. Um, But a diet, when people ask me, what is diet culture? I think a lot of times people think, okay, the keto diet, right? Or whole 30 diet or intermittent fasting diet. Like these are specific diets, but also this program, Noom, the entire purpose is intentional weight loss. That is a fucking diet. So I just want to make that explicitly clear that Noom, you are a diet, no matter what your marketing says, as you guys can tell, I'm getting pretty heated over here. Um, and, and I just, I just want to make that clear. Like they're tricking so many people into thinking that they're not a diet by saying they're not a diet, but they're a diet. So let's just say it one more time. Noom is a diet. Okay. Now I want to make it also very clear that here at What the Actual Fork Pod, we are not anti-human beings dieting. Um, Jenna and I both have shared our extensive history with diet culture and being diet culture dietitians, and we've had years of our own diet past. So if you've done Noom, or if you're thinking about doing Noom, this does not make you a bad human being. Um, we are anti-diet culture. We are not anti-human beings dieting. So this podcast is for you. If you've thought about doing Noom, if you've done Noom, if a family member is going to do Noom, um, this is our opinion on it. And, um, as a registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor, certified personal trainer, um, I'm here to tell you that it's a diet and I'm going to have Katie share her story of her personal experience with Noom. And I would be lying if I said she's the only one that said a story like this to me about the app. Um, she, she is one of many of my clients that has had a similar experience. So we're going to get into the episode with Katie, but I just want to kind of friendly reminder, if you have not already, please, please, please take your little fingers, pick up your phone and leave an honest review of what you've thought about our podcast thus far. Um, it just means the world to us and, and it'll bump our podcast up in the listings for nutrition. And as you all know, if you've listened before, there's a lot of bullshit in the nutrition category, um, with the podcast listings. If you don't already come follow along and be in our fine food freedom community, make sure you go over to Jenna's page at, um, happy, strong, healthy RD. And of course, follow our podcast in Instagram, what the actual fork pod is our handle. So all the social media platforms, all the intuitive eating communities, uh, we would love to have you there. So you can not only connect with us, but you could also connect with thousands upon thousands of amazing human beings who are working towards food freedom and making peace with food and their body. So I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to hand over the mic to Katie. This episode is just so awesome. Katie, thank you again from the bottom of my heart for being here, for sharing your story, for your vulnerability, for your courage, and just congrats to you for how far you've come. And I just feel so honored to to be able to be a part of your journey and, and walk alongside you. So here is Katie and I's take on Noom. Thank you so much, Katie, for joining me today. So I am so excited about this conversation. I think when you and I were wrapping up working together, I think that's where this idea started. We were like, hey, if you need anyone to come on your podcast and share their experience with Noom, I am more than happy to tell my story. So I'm just going to pass it on over to you and then I might stop you and like dig in a little deeper, but I just want you to share 
your honest experience with Noom. Okay. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, my experience kind of traumatized me and I wanted to share. So when I, we were wrapping up from the program, it was like, Hey, if you're interested, you know, I it was a bad experience. And I thought this is not healthy and people need to know what's going on here. Um, to give a little background on myself, uh, when I just, what made me susceptible to their advertising was I had been dieting for literally five straight years. And I had just come back from a beach vacation with a lot of slender people. And I had spent the summer horribly restricting calories. It was very unhealthy and working out about two and a half to three hours, six days a week. And I hadn't lost any weight. So I have since learned that was my body being like, please don't kill us. We're trying to keep you alive. But it was like, I thought something's wrong. It's not working. Why didn't I lose any weight? Um, so I actually didn't realize it till I started putting some thoughts together for this. This was the last diet I did before I started working with you. <laughs> and this was the one that made me go, fuck dieting, I'm not doing this. Um, so I started on November 1st of uh, 2019. And at that time, it appears that it has since changed. At that time, you answered a questionnaire and they gave you a set number of months it was going to take to reach your goals. And for me, that was eight months. And part of the thing that interested me was all of the talk about psychology and how it's different and how this isn't um, about dieting. This is about, and I, this is a, a paraphrase of what I found on their website that it addresses the underlying issues that we'll say air quotes caused you to gain weight in the first place to, uh, to keep you from gaining the weight back. And my um, college career was spent psychology, mental health counseling. I was like, oh, this is interesting. It's counseling for weight loss. Okay, I'm gonna give this a try. The first couple of weeks is just teaching you how to diet. That's really all there is to it. They um, have these little lessons that they have you do. It takes five to 10 minutes every day. And for the first two weeks, it really was about all the diet stuff about drink water if you're hungry and eat volume over satisfaction. And I'm like, if I have to eat another freaking salad that's mostly lettuce, I'm going to shoot myself. It was just, it was just like, and for me, I kind of felt like I was experienced and it wasn't helping me because I already knew all this. I'd been doing this for five years. Um, and I was like, well, I'm going to stick with it because they, at that time, made you prepay for everything and clearly state part of the psychology is you have to prepay so you'll use it because they don't um, issue refunds. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna stick with this. Um, and then it got into more about like emotional behaviors and you know, like saying that you're eating emotionally and that's one of your issues. 
and here's how you set up a exercise routine and this is how you start cooking at home and again I'm just kind of like I've been doing this for five years um, one of the things that I had really been interested in is they set you up with what they call a goal specialist and you chat with this person um, once a week and I'm saying they claim because that was not the experience I had that this person is a professional and they're either an exercise physiologist, a social worker, a dietitian, a personal trainer. Mine was straight out of MLM hey hun culture. And that is not my personality. I literally told her, do not talk to me because I could not take it. I was looking for the deeper dive into the psychology and I get somebody that's like hey girl how'd you do this week I'm like fine I did fine <laughs> I don't want to talk to you um, and then they also put you after a certain number of weeks they put you into a group chat which I'm sure is beneficial to, to some people but it was like, here I am, the experienced person coming into a bunch of newbies. And it was all about all of the stuff that when you're first dieting, you want to know like all the hacks and the tricks. And I'm like, I, I've done, I've, I've been there, bought the t-shirt. So it wasn't very helpful. And I didn't lose any weight. And for two months, I didn't lose any weight. Um, I also took issue with their weight their food tracking because you they want you to log it every day and it's exactly like my fitness pal but it's not as detailed and I am a detailed person I want to know exact things and here I was kind of having to like figure think like maybe it's this maybe it's that I'm not sure and also being a vegetarian in diet culture you're you're kind of ignored there's you know, if you're, if you eat meat and if you're a vegan, and then you kind of have to like create your own thing if you're a vegetarian. So a lot of the things that I would eat regularly weren't even in their food database. So I would have to like guess what it was. And they also have colors that you track your food and, it, and it's a stoplight. It's green is as much as you want. Yellow is in moderation and red is little or, but they really mean none at all. And they don't give you a calorie range. They just tell you to eat mostly green. But when you go to the tracking page, it lists the calories that you're consuming under each category. And after you reach a certain number of calories in your yellow and your red, all of the font for that changes to red. And it, and it says things like rethink your, um, choices or this wasn't a good choice which was an issue for me because I was at that time a daily smoothie drinker and I would put nuts and seeds very nutrient dense things into my smoothies and it would like in app text scream at me that these were not good choices and I knew better <laughs> I knew these were really good for you know, your brain functioning. And that's why I was doing it. High fats, omegas. And, the, and I was just like, and I told that was one thing my goal specialist brought up was you're eating a lot of, you're going over your reds every day. And I said, I'm not giving that up. 
that's something I'm doing for me and for my health and I'm not giving that up. And she didn't like that. Um, so it was really kind of like for the first, for me, two months, it was like nothing. And then at about the eight or nine week mark, we, it started going into, um, like the psychology bit and it had different topics for each week is a different topic and, and it's broken down and parsed into little sections that you cover each day. And it got into things about um, controlling your quote unquote triggers and managing your quote unquote stress, not with foods. And I, I remember one week I was like, oh yes, we are going to get into what I signed up for with this program. And then what it was, was like, I remember sitting and it was, I, I'm in North Carolina. It has rained and been overcast for four days. It is very depressing. And it was, it was a January day, just like today is. And I was sitting on my couch doing it. And the lesson asked you to think about a time that you were very upset that you you were crying or something like that and how to put yourself emotionally back in that place and I just shut the gap because I was like I'm not doing that that's not good for my mental health I struggle with depression and anxiety I knew that that would trigger it I was not going to do it and then every day for the rest of the week it was that kind of stuff. And I just felt like this was wrong. They shouldn't be doing this because they were asking for a level of depth to it that with my background in psychology and counseling, I was going, you should not be doing this without a therapist. You need to, (laughs) you need to process this with somebody. So when my check-in came the next week the goal specialist was like hey I saw this you didn't complete any of your your daily tasks and I told her I said I cannot do them I know that if I did these things I would trigger my depression and it would put me in a place that is very dark for me and I am not going to do these And it was the first time that it was like I was speaking to someone who wasn't just typing a a script or a text because she was like, oh, you know, well, well, can you do some of them? And I was like, no, I'm not doing any of it. It will just spiral me down. I'm not going to harm myself in that way. I'm not going to complete these. And she she started asking me about my experience. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not having a good experience with this. I was into my third month at this point. Um, And I was, I didn't tell her, but it was like, oh, and by the way, I've gained 10 pounds. I'm supposed to be losing weight and I've gained 10 pounds. So it was a huge red flag for me. It was kind of my eye-opening 
experience because I felt like, whoa, this is trying on my mental health front to harm me. And if I am dieting and I'm gaining weight, what have I done to my body? This is a huge red flag. I need to stop immediately because this is not right. This is not healthy. And I was doing it for the wrong reasons, but I feel like I had the right response to just stop um, because I knew that weight gain was a sign that there was something else going on. I now know that weight gain was my body trying to protect itself. But then it kind of scared me because it was like, what, what's, what's wrong? I'm supposed to be losing weight. I'm restricting my calories. I'm exercising. I'm weighing in daily. I'm logging everything I put into my mouth. And in a month, I've gained 10 pounds. What am I doing wrong? And through working with you, I learned I wasn't doing anything wrong. It was my body protecting myself. Um, so her response was, well, she was going to talk to her supervisor. Because I said that I was questioning whether or not I was going to continue. And she came back a couple of days later and said, we're going to refund you your unused portion. And I thought I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> that, thank you. She said, and I was like, they know that they've done something wrong here because it clearly stated we do not give refunds under any circumstance. And it, all it took was me being like, this is, this is bad. I'm not doing this. Uh, I don't know if you still do those things because it was like, imagine your emotions and they wanted you to actually like cry. I was like, if I start crying on this horribly dreary day, it might be weeks before I stop. I'm not going to do that. And thankfully I had the insight into myself to know that this was harmful and that it was a dangerous place to go for me. And that experience later, as I worked through repairing my relationship with food, which is still an ongoing process, it's a year now, um, it was like, the more I thought about it, the more upset I was at what Noom was doing to people. Because I knew to stop and get out, but they're, my experience... They're harming people. How can somebody who has anxiety, depression, do what they're asking them to do safely when it's just a little app? And that was what made me offer to talk to you because I wanted to get it out there that this is not good for your physical health and it's also not good for your mental health. That's huge. First of all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing everything there. I was taking vigorous notes and I think you hit the nail on the head with, I wrote down proper trauma informed, specialized care, <laughs> like yes. it, right. Is that if we're, if, if Noom, right, this app is, is telling people to like sit with their trauma or sit with their emotions and trying to, to technically take away some of their coping mechanisms, because in this case, when they're talking about emotional eating, they could be trying to stop you of that and, and say like, you know, get out of the kitchen or get a glass of water. And for some people, emotional eating is the only accessible 
um, coping mechanism that they have. So taking away a coping mechanism and having people sit in emotions that they're, they, they can't handle alone is very, very dangerous. And so I'm so happy that you brought that up. And as, as much as I'm very angry at Noom for how it's hurt you and thousands of others. I'm very thankful that Noom brought us together, that they were like the straw that broke the camel's back. That was like, all right, Katie, like dieting doesn't work. And like, you know, it's time to repair your relationship with food. But I think something I also wrote down here, um, that makes me so angry about Noom's marketing is how they claim that they're not a diet when we know that when you are purposefully restricting people of whether it's an amount of food, a food group, um, and literally the entire program is an intentional weight loss program, that is a diet. Yes. And that angered me so much because they claimed that they weren't a diet. They were a behavioral change program. And then they spend literally four weeks teaching you how to diet. And... (laughs) And I also like, I want to say it in the fall of 2019, they were also claiming, I don't remember, could not find it because I looked for it, that it was um, done by like dietitians and psychologists. Cannot find that claim anymore, but I, I feel like that's what their marketing was and that's what hooked me. And then... I got really upset because maybe they consulted some people, but it was created as a money-making app by a software engineer and an electrical engineer. And the, I was just like, I found this out a couple of weeks ago and my husband was in the kitchen and he is a software engineer. And I was like, I turned around, looked at him, went, when are you going to make us an app that's going to make us multimillionaires? You know, without harming people, can you get on that? And he just rolled his eyes and was like, I am not, not doing that. Because I was like, this is, this is um, designed by two men to make money. This was not coming from a place of helping people at all. It was just literally you can read about it where they're like how can we make money with an app and they saw a niche they could fit into and they're worth like 117 million dollars this year I'm just like no don't that's just not right don't do that yep that's that's diet culture for you and it's I've seen their commercials and it's funny we had my husband and Jenna's husband on the pod last this was back in February and, uh, you know, just talking about being husbands and spouses and partners of dietitians that are rooted in intuitive eating. And my husband's even seen Noom commercials and he's like, Ooh, that looks good. It's not a diet. Like he's like, Sammy, is that someone you would partner with? And I'm like, no, like, and he's very informed in intuitive eating just from, you know, being my partner. And, but it just shows you like, they're saying the right things to trick people. They're knowing yes. what to say to, because consumers are getting smarter and humans are getting smarter that dieting doesn't work and we don't want to do it anymore. So they're trying to hook people in that way. But I just want to make it explicitly clear for everybody that's listening that it is a diet when you're seeking intentional weight loss and you're purposefully restricting. Yes. Yes, yes. it is. <laughs> So to wrap this up with a bow, I would love to leave 
listeners on a hopeful note. Um, and I know Katie, we have your testimonial on our website, but I would love for you to just share. And, and I love that you were so honest that like our relationship with food, our relationship with our body is absolutely a work of progress, a work in progress. And I truly think it's a light intuitive eating is a lifetime of work, but I would love for you to say like, what was your relationship with food? Like the day you left noon and what is it like now? When I stopped doing it, I hadn't fully given up calorie restrictions and I hadn't stopped exercising. Um, so that was January, 2019. I did not stop a minimum five day a week exercise until June. Yeah. That was the last time I worked out and I'm grinning (laughs) because in the previous five years, I'd never gone. It's been what, seven months now. And I have not worked out. I haven't done any type of strength training or cardio. I hate cardio and to not have that in my life is such a joy. Um, and then, uh, the food I was, I started intuitively (laughs) just like you do before I started with you keeping things in the house. I even told you this on our, our discovery call. I had a 16 pound bag of fun sized, um, chocolate bars different. It didn't have Butterfinger in it, but I just had one of those the other day, like three Musketeers and Snickers. And I went through that in a month. And if I wanted it, I ate it. And I would eat six or eight of those a day. And just Saturday, my husband and I were looking in our pantry and I was like, Hey, look at those oatmeal cream pies. They've been in there since September. And Hey, look, I've had this since October. And it's just when the restriction leaves and you, I have allowed myself to eat what I want. And sometimes I do feel guilty and I know that I still need to eat as much as I want to process that guilt. Cause there is no reason to feel guilty for it. Um, it, it, you just, there's so much freedom, like, and having chocolate in my house now that I've had in there for months that I didn't eat literally within three days of buying it is joyful. I mean, it's just like, Hey, look at this thing that is not the elephant in the room. That's always there, but you're trying to pretend it's not, or like going to a restaurant and ordering what I want besides a salad. Like I went out for my sister's birthday um, uh, last week. And I normally would have gone, we went to a burger joint. I normally would have gotten a salad. And I was like, no, I'm going to get the impossible burger. And I want cheese. And I want, Hey, they have macaroni and cheese as a side. So I got macaroni and cheese as a side. And it was my own little private moment sitting there. Like <laughs> I get this food and it's what I want. And whoever ate macaroni and cheese in a burger, I never have, this is fun. And there's it, you there's just a freedom to it and a joy because food is not something that you're only allowed to have certain things. And it's not small portions of that certain thing. You can enjoy it. And it's, it is a process and you, I mean, there's stuff I'm still working on, but knowing that it's okay 
there's like a burden that rolls off your back once you make that connection that there's not anything wrong with you. There's not something wrong with the food you're eating. It's okay. And it's like, if you've seen Inside Out, the last scene where uh, Riley is getting hugged by her mom and dad and she goes, (sighs) and you just see that everything is okay with her physically. That's the feeling when you can make, when you make that connection that it's just like, it's, it's, it's okay. And it's wonderful in that it's okay. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that beautiful analogy. And it's, it brings a smile to my face and it's just so cool to watch you along with all of our clients, just making this, this piece with food so that you can take care of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, in whatever way that looks for you. And I did just want to kind of talk a little bit about just since you brought that up too is and I think it was a great point that you you talked about with Noom like all of the things they were making you do and one of those was for you specifically like that militant schedule of working out and I love how you said you're like I don't enjoy the strength training or the cardio or these things that they were making me do and I now have the freedom just like we talked about that unconditional permission to eat with food I have unconditional permission to rest And I can come back to movement whenever I want it. And I just want to put that disclaimer for those listening that like movement is not bad inherently, Mm -hmm. but when we're talking about coming from diet culture, where we had to work out every day for hours a day. And now that we're allowing ourselves to rest, that is so beautiful. Yes, it, it is because I would ignore physical cues that I was in pain, that I had pulled something, I had tweaked something and I would still work out and would feel guilty if I didn't. And I know I enjoyed the benefits that I, that you receive from strength training. I know one day I will strength train maybe once a week. Um, but it's not something I have to do now. And, um, I work with, I'm in a process group with Bree Campos, who I know you've had on the podcast before. And one of the things that she had us do in December was give, write down permissions for 2021. And I put it down at the bottom of the page as a footnote. And because um, I, I wasn't sure about it, was like, I gave myself permission to not have a workout schedule. And that was still such a big thing of, I'm not sure if I'm okay with this, but I'm going to put it down here just, just to see how it goes. And it's something that it has been on my mind because it's like, Hmm, I might eventually one day go into my bonus room and pick up a dumbbell. But for now I have permission to not do that. And, and it's freeing again, because I, I don't have to work out. I don't have to make the the time to do it. I don't have to change activities that I want to do to do it. So it, it's, it's nice. And for, for me right now, my relationship with movement is I have three little dogs that are highly energetic. They get walked every day that it is not pouring rain. And that's, that's enough. And that's a huge change in my thinking is that's enough movement for me. And there's no guilt associated with that. And being outside's fun and, and, we, we see things and we enjoy it. It's, it's, it's a chore because I am doing it for the dogs. I'm not doing it for me, <laughs> but I do enjoy it more than, than being inside. Yes. I think that is 
a beautiful thing. And, and that's, as you know, when we walk through fine food freedom programming, we talk relationship with food, relationship with body. And when needed, we refer out to Miss Brie Campos because she's amazing. And then that relationship with movement too. Those are all three separate relationships. They're very intertwined. There's a lot of kind of intersections between them, but they're all separate. And I think it's so beautiful when we get those permission slips, like Brie calls it, or when we we give ourselves that unconditional permission, whether it's to eat or to rest, those are integral parts of creating a peaceful relationship with food or with movement mm-hmm. where these apps going back to our conversation, yeah. just don't have that. Like, it's like, you're either checking this box and doing it or you're bad and it's not working and you're failing and all the things. So yes. to, to wrap this episode with a bow, I would love to just pass it over to you. If there is somebody that is listening to this podcast right now and they were like really thinking about doing Noom, right? They were, and they're like, oh, I want to see what they have to say about Noom. And they clicked on the podcast. If you could leave them with just like one piece of advice or if they can walk away remembering one thing, what would you want it to be? Do not do it. Invest the money that you would have spent on less than a week and buy the intuitive eating book with, by Evelyn Trivoli and the workbook that goes with it. Because you'll, you'll only spend about eh, maybe 40 bucks and you will learn so much more and it is way more helpful and it is going to probably be the help that you are looking for from Noom in those books. And start there. And then if you want to explore it, you know, you have Sammy's contact information in the, in the podcast notes, contact her or Jenna and work with them because you don't, don't set yourself up for what Noom is going to do to you. Uh, Set yourself up for success and just close it down. Don't download the app, get away from that questionnaire. Just don't do it. Well, thank you for the shameless plug. We did not have that planned. But, You're welcome. But for those listening, I want to just piggyback off what you said. Of course, I think starting with the intuitive eating book, I think is the best possible thing because you can really get curious about what it is. And I think I always love to leave people with like a question. So, you know, Noom claims to not be a diet, which we just know is that they are a diet. And yeah. so kind of leaving people with that question of like, where has dieting and restriction gotten you thus far and, and kind of sit with that. And then knowing that Noom is a diet, if you want to do it, you have all autonomy in the world to do whatever you want. But if you're ready to make peace with food, there's thousands upon thousands of resources. And of course we would love to be the ones to help, but if it's not us, we have many that we can refer to, but I love where Katie's head's at is that book and that workbook are a great place to start and a a pretty cost-effective way to do it as well. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you so much for being here with me, Katie. I think your story is going to help so many people and I, and I can't wait to share this. No, thank you for having me. Guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of What the Actual Fork Pod. We know there are a lot of pods out there, and we are so grateful that you are here listening with us. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe, like, share with all your friends and faves, and follow along with us on social at 
what the actual fork pod. We promise to continue to bring you the hottest topics, greatest guests, and the most fun you can possibly have while fighting diet culture bullshit. We love you. We appreciate you. And we will see you next week for a lot more fun.